Welcome to the Insatiable Lust for Life with Stephen North. Hello everyone and welcome to the Insatiable Lust for Life. This is Stephen North and what an extraordinary day it is to be alive on this incredible planet that we call, or that we all call home. It's been quite a while since I've done these things and we've just released the episode with Janine Keel. And one of the reasons why everything has just been so quiet and might end is we are overcoming the challenges and obstacles of COVID and the crashed economy and trying to reorganize the business to match the new experiences that we are having on this planet. It's kind of because of being slammed with glandular fever back in earlier this year. In March, there was something that happened and the stress in the body just took over and I collapsed. It was at the same time that COVID-19 had started coming into Australia. We had the cruise ships experiences here in Australia and quite a stressful period in time. When I'm sitting there feeling sick and my sinuses are playing up and all this sort of stuff, We weren't sure whether it was COVID or whether it was glandular fever, but the doctor was more that was more uh, of the uh, belief that it was actually glandular fever. So we went and got tested, and the results came back positive for glandular fever. So over the part next few months, and this is why it was so so very lucky because this glandular fever this this time around really wiped me out. I couldn't focus. I couldn't think. I the brain slowed down I was sitting in the backyard staring at the sky all day absolutely exhausted and just really 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 drained there it was like waking up in the morning going outside and that's all I could do everything seems to be an effort absolute effort to have pride in the ability to do things super fast to be able to think fast, to be able to sit at a computer and go bang, 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 that's all all sorted out. You get a job in, you smash it out within the next hour. That was the pride in what, in the service I was delivering. Then to get glandular fever, all that went out the door. It was quite stressful, to be honest. It was very, very stressful. Because what I was able to sell as a service no longer existed. What, and I didn't know what to do. I actually cancelled a lot of work, um, but at the same time, more clients can, were trying to ring me and get through the door, and it was quite a stressful time because I really couldn't take on much work. But I, you know, when I'm speaking with these clients, I was also sharing with the experience that, you know, telling them this is what I was, this is what I'm experiencing. I won't be able to give you the type of service that I've had before. So we'll give a discounted rate and it duration could be longer than expected because the customers that I did have knew that I would smash things out very fast. Like some of them would te- text me at a 10 o'clock at night and the job would be done. And the way things have been going is you'd text me at 10 o'clock at night, you text me the following day and the following day and it's kind of like, oh, but as so that led me to restructure how I do things. So I ended up starting to outsource work to people that I knew and can trust in being in the delivery and execution of the work and to a standard that I hold myself to. And 
that has started to flow out, flow through really well in the fact that now I'm starting to go, okay, this is more of an interesting experience because it's leading me to the development of a different model in how I want to operate my business structure. And I guess that's the advantage when we're looking at a small business. A sole trader has to do everything. They have to do the advertising, the marketing, the graphics design, the content, and, and, and. You really don't have the time to focus on what you really want to deliver. When I was running my own business, Stephen North and Starpoint9 and Heart Activation Music, I had to, I've had to do everything myself. I've had to teach myself video advertising, how to do SEO, how to do this, how to do that, and how to do this, and all these different things that you try and, in order to try and capture some sort of percentage of a market or attention or awareness where and you didn't have that funding because as a startup you don't have that level of capital funding to go okay i need an, uh, a graphics designer so i'm going to spend a few thousand dollars over here i need an seo expert i need a marketing and advertising expert you had to do everything on your own or you have or you end up finding friends that you can barter with so like the audio engineering for the albums i, I have a friend whose back i scratch who scratches my back and that's the way it works the bartering and that's friends coming together to help each other out which is another thing that i'm trying to implement in the perth business and spiritual network and hopefully a global network in where people can come together and build their each other's businesses together as a co-creation there is a model that i'm looking that i'm seeing so going back to my own health the struggles that i faced and kind of like an emotional collapse happened so in the middle of this year uh, my sister purchased uh, airline tickets because they're on sale when even though western australia was in complete lockdown and i just really couldn't fathom the idea of traveling although she purchased it um and the whole idea was going to brisbane because i live in perth which is in western australia brisbane's on the in queensland on the other side of australia about a six hour flight and the whole idea of me traveling just wasn't just didn't look, look for me because now i'm being tested for chronic sinusitis because not only with the glandular fever one of the experiences that I'm having is also with uh, brain paresthesia. Now, brain, this whole idea of brain paresthesia has only surfaced recently because I thought it was nerve damage from ADHD medication because what I am experiencing is the sinuses that, that they swell and they cause pins and needles on the brain. And because of the, what, from what I understand is that when the sinuses swell, they push on the veins and that those veins then are restricted in blood flow so you get the pins and needles like you do when you cross your legs too long or you're sitting down too long on the toilet along those kind of kind of things you know so when this experience of and it was actually no it was in a conversation with a friend and that was saying you know uh dairy like drinking a lot of milk also contributes to the sinuses. It helps it helps it swell and the mucus and everything. And I thought, oh wow, maybe I'm slightly lactose intolerant. Because what I was also finding was that when I would eat ice cream with a friend, I'm running to the bathroom. We had pizza one night, and I, you know, when you make your own pizza, you don't put a sprinkle of cheese, right? You put heaps of cheese, like I do, and. 
not long after that, I had to run to the bathroom. What I was finding was that the dairy, my system was was rejecting. It didn't like it. it. It wanted to flush it out. And because I'd been doing this stomach cleanse, this ultimate fiber, which is um, you drink this mud, essentially, and it goes through and, and gives your entire digestive system a complete scrub. It's about gut health. And you cleaning it all out, putting in loading prebiotics and probiotics and all this sort of stuff. It's it's really uh, a lot of the stuff that is in there um, was what I was taking a couple of years ago to uh, detox some heavy toxins out of my system because of the drug therapy regime, the ADHD, many years ago. Those chemicals were still in the system, so I was told. So then I started taking this uh, digestive system. So then we were finding out that with this health of mine that when I was having these dairy products, I was in Margaret River, actually. And when I was in Margaret River, it got away for a weekend because of the stress and how I've been really shutting down. And I'll get to that in a few seconds. Um, I ended up being on the bath, sitting in the bathroom for a few hours first thing in the morning. Um, the people I was dog sitting for, because we all, I, I, bought every, I bought ice cream for everyone, and one person was throwing up that night. The next, the the guy, the partner, was um, he was her partner, not mine. He was feeling groggy, like hungover in the morning because of the dairy, and I just you know sat on the bathroom for hours on end. So. And that kind of led me to believe the whole dairy-free. So I'm going through the process of dairy, you know, cutting out dairy, cutting out dairy, moving away from milk in the coffee to drinking long blacks to now playing with oat milk and soy milk and almond milk, trying to find where I'd like to sit, in which has the stronger flavor for the coffee and, and enjoyable, as well as cutting out cheese and trying lactose-free cheeses and plant-based cheeses. And what's really interesting is in this timing, Connoisseur has released a plant-based ice cream, which is absolutely delicious. So going into the health side of things, um, what I've been noticing during this whole period, and what I won't be saying noticing because... <laughs> Trying to express this has been quite a challenge. Um, what I've noticed within myself is that all I'm longing for is solitude. Peace, stability, and solitude. And what I was finding is all these opinion shows, all these news shows, they're all whinging and complaining about everything wasn't good enough and you know the borders shouldn't be this oh the borders are up the borders are up western australia shouldn't have borders we don't have numbers in covid there's one percent of the population is dying you know we should be fine this is the new way it's like opinions are just throwing all over the place the belief systems is just it's like an orgy of nothing but belief systems smashing and clashing you are you know, I go to bed, I get woken up in the morning by people ranting about borders and, you know, in Western Australia we have a completely different contrast of what is happening in the rest of the world. And because we have, because the government is going, okay, we need to treat this legitimately and really treat it, 
even if we're trying to eliminate it from the population so that the people can have their luxuries of freedoms, not like worrying about who's dying today or who's getting sick and all these politics and opinions and conspiracies and all these different things, it really got to me to the point that I just didn't want to know. I just wanted to close down and really just focus on within, within the solitude of myself, connecting with Amy and the more and more I saw of everything not being good enough, the more and more I just wanted to disconnect from everything. And in a way, you could kind of say that because I'm not being sucked into the external reality or the vortex of crap, as I like to call it, it kind of started getting a little bit depressing because everywhere I went, all I was seeing was in the external reality blaming everyone else because they couldn't have what they want. They couldn't do what they want. I understand that so many people have been impacted. Businesses have been impacted. Every single person on this planet, every single spirit guide on this planet, every animal, every living being on this planet no matter in physical or spiritual form, has been impacted by this pandemic. And it seems like that because you can't go to the movies, someone's going to complain you can't go to the movies and we'll create a protest. It seems like there's just nothing but screaming going on. And it just didn't really... And being so sensitive, and I think like for the first time I'm admitting that because I'm sensitive and because I'm seeing these and experiencing and feeling these things, it was like one of the things I never really saw was how come no one is, like when we're on these media and talking about these things, why is it that there is no real honouring no real gratitude for those that have died. You know, like having this incredible connection with Amy has allowed me to see things that not many people can see. The other side of the world, the other side of the veil, the what goes on in the spirit guides. And because we share so much with each other, because I can see through her eyes, she can see through my eyes, because I can hear her thoughts, she can hear my thoughts. And we've got this completely extraordinary, unique bond, which everyone has anyway, because of their spirit guide and incarnate. They're just how open, are, how open is each other to this experience? Because we've just thrown, I've thrown myself into it. It's like, what else can we do? What else can we do? It's just extraordinary to be able to sit there and see another world through the eyes of another aspect of myself because you know we are twin flames so uh that ability is right there and it's just absolutely beautiful and incredible so what i was seeing is all the fresh like this frustration there's stress there's chaos there's so many souls crossing over more than ever before you know like, it's like a wartime situation where you're triaging souls that are crossing over because you've had a million souls cross over in the span of a few months. Not a not not gradually spread over a year, not planned, not... It's just everyone. So, 
being on this in heaven, if that is what you want to call it, in the spirit guide realm, if that is what you want to call it, on the other side of the veil, if that is what you want to call it, it's overtime, 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 overtime. The spirit guides that generally give you advice aren't as easily accessible because they're helping other souls because it's all hands on deck because of how many people are crossing over. It's so, so full on. It's so full on that usually the connection that I share with Amy, which is a, physic, a physical sensation because we're walking side by side, has felt like something's disturbed it because Amy has been so busy working, 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 working. Which is great timing for me to collect glandular fever because it's very little that I can do. If there's very little that I can do and all I can do is rest, then that whole experience of that gives the timing for Amy to be able to help what she needs, what the other things that she needs to do. And I'm glad, which is why I decided that, okay, rather than doing the channeling groups in November and December this year, I decided to just take a break for the rest of the year because next year will be very busy. And, you know, just to enjoy it and to be peaceful, you know, be at peace with it. So there's been all these different things that have been occurring. And to have this physical experience of having the sinuses and just constantly buzzing away, the brain is buzzing and the eyes are buzzing, it's just been more like that. It's just been tiring, exhausting. And then making the decision that I'm not interested in traveling because I just want to be on my own really created a massive trigger because for others because, you know, that's explaining to you know, when your body is fatigued, when your brain is buzzing all the time and it's just draining and making you moody and your moods are dictated, depends on the severity of how the brain is buzzing. It's not really life. So then when all you're longing for is to be on your own for solitude and to just be in your own space, away from everything, away from the chaos, away from drama, away from just being your own sphere of influence in your own space and then being told and given the choice and people making choices for you has been quite distorted and disruption disruption disruptional perhaps that's the correct word disruption disruptive because as I explained to, uh, and I've had to do it three different times because it's like, oh, you know, the people, family members are coming over to Perth and my mum's decided that they can stay in my bed for four, and I'll be sleeping on the sofa bed and I'll be doing this and I'll be doing And it's just got to the point, it's like, when am I having a choice in how I'm living my own life? And this is going to be in another podcast where I look at Janine because what triggered for me yesterday was so much that I realized that I've not been able to make my own choices in regards to I'm seeing so many times. It kind of just hit me and made me emotional. And I'm sitting in the book getting the haircut going, I'm having a different style of haircut because I want to make a different choice. And it was like, 
someone buys the you know my sister buys the airline the airplane ticket for me to go to brisbane and it's all beautiful and everything because it was the whole idea of family but then I, I i'm like well thank you but i'm not interested so then my sister's going well this is the idea and you know if you're not if you're not going to come you can pay me back and i was like well hang on and then i thought what am i seeing here you buy someone a christmas present but because they're not going to use that Christmas present, you're going to tell them that they can pay that they can pay for it. So I thought, what the heck is he going on here? And it's like because they didn't consult and give me the option to have that Christmas present, they've made the decision that I'm to have that Christmas present. And because I don't want that Christmas present, that I have to pay for it. And I thought, hang on a second, something is, this is really some, some, you know, incorrect logic here. It's like, okay, here, I bought you a cup of coffee. Oh, you're, you're lactose intolerant. You can't have this flat white. Well, he, you know, you owe me $5 because you can't drink it. I remember sitting at a pub one time. There I was on my own and I don't drink. I was just having dinner and someone else come up with a pint with two of them, actually one for him, one for me. Cause he wanted to, you know, he wanted friends, he wanted to have a conversation. And it was a great gesture until he found out I don't drink. And I said, I'm sorry. Thank you very much for this. It's a great, great offer, but I don't drink. So then in that moment, based on the logic of what's going on here, that person should have turned around and said, okay, well, that's, well, because I've bought this for you and you don't drink, that's going to cost you $6. You have to pay for a gift that you didn't have a choice in the first place. And I think that's actually rude and arrogant because without like the guy who bought the beer, he didn't talk to me. He didn't ask me. He bought it assuming I'm sitting in a pub and I'll drink beer. Not his fault that he didn't ask, not his fault that he assumed, but if he had asked, everything would have been okay. If he had asked, I probably wouldn't have spoken to him. Um, and he would have saved his money, so he had to drink two pints. And that's what I and that's what I saw is that I one I never made the choice. Two I may I'm saying I'm making the choice as I to not go, and not not conform to their demands and expectations. And now I'm requ- and then they're saying that I have to pay them back. I thought that's that's a bit of an insult. Now I understand the nature of what my mum's getting upset because she was like, "Oh, borders this, borders that," yelling and screaming that she felt like a prisoner and couldn't do all these things. That is the nature of that person because of the way that the mental systems are working in the twelve dimension, twelve dimensions of physicality that they're competing in the mind. My mum is also not well as well because of the whole bone cancer thing. But there's also this victimhood going on. It's like this could be the last Christmas that we're celebrating together and it's like well I'm sorry but I'm focusing on myself and I know that if I'm going to be going over there I'm gay and I'm going to be sleeping on the couch and having to put go put it without and all this sort of stuff and I'm going to be depressed I don't want to do anything because at the moment I don't want to do anything so then they're going to be more frustrated and it's just going to be to the point that it's not enjoyable and I realized that the only reason why I would go was A, to conform to expectations and um, demands, but I'm not going to be enjoying myself. Yes, I could catch up with beautiful friends and everything, but in the way that I'm feeling, I just want to be on my own. 
Um, so I understand that there's all these different variables that are playing out at the same time. And no matter what you say and do, no one's going to listen because I've had to say, well, I'm at the, like I said to mum a few months ago, the way that I'm going, the way that I'm feeling, I'm not wanting to go. And that was the first time. The second time, it's like when I'm getting told that I have to sleep on the couch and that, you know, it's not going to be for long. It's only four days because then we'll be in Brisbane. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be in Brisbane because at the rate I'm feeling with this whole body shutting down and the glandular fever and all this sort of stuff, I just don't want to go because I don't want to go. And as much as I try to get myself excited, it's like, yay, plane flights and everything, I just don't want to go. And it's not a personal thing. It's just me going, I want enjoyment of life. And at the way I'm feeling, I want to be on my own and I want to use this time to spend on my own. Because I don't want to be around this whole the whole orgy of beliefs and opinions. I'm anchoring into myself and going through this incredible physical transformation, the merging of with the earth and all these sort of things that are going on that the, that is intense. And it's just watching so many different choices being made. And the kind of, as I said, it got really triggered yesterday. Because there I am at the barbers going, hang on a second, here I am having someone deciding to make a decision that someone else has to stay in my bed that I purchased recently and in my room and in my own space of solitude that I have, in the only space of solitude that I have because of the uh, hardships and everything that I've experienced that I've had to move back home with the parents and all this sort of stuff, that I've been longing for my own space longing to do things and that someone has decided and what really triggered is that that not only do they have they decided on three different times they've ignored what i've said three different times they've rejected what i've said three different times and making arrangements with other people without letting me know without communication no one at no time has there ever been any effort to say how are you doing what's going on are you okay i understand the foundations and the principles and this whole attraction to this whole christmas family thing but when one christmas when i did when the whole hardships and alcoholism and all started that one of those christmases was being evicted and it was just like, what the heck? And it's really been a tough challenge because I know what I want to achieve. But how do I make it happen? And it's been extraordinary, super, super extraordinary because of these experiences. And as much as we can say that, you know, this isn't good enough or unacceptable, I'm also aware that these experiences have led me to growth, to anchor in, to search more within than ever before, to 
that it's, it's playing a part, a role in the totality of me discovering more of who I am. That if these experiences had not occurred, I would still be looking at the external reality. I'd still be looking at the external world rather than going deeper and deeper and deeper within. So there's these gifts, these opportunities that are presented in these obstacles and challenges that we call life to then be used to navigate us, to direct us into another experience, into another reality, into another world. You know, it's the hardest thing is to be misunderstood. And all my life, there has been stories of being misunderstood, stories of not being heard, stories of not being seen. We all long to be seen. That's why we have protests, because we need these protests and liberations and all these sorts of things around the world throughout history in order for issues to be seen. And that is the magic of the world. We need people to speak up. And this is where if you don't speak up, if you don't share what you're feeling, if you don't share your experiences, if you don't share what you're tr what's troubling, if you don't share what is going on, and no matter how hard it is to speak up, we must at least try to make an effort because rather than coming out or assuming or making expectations, perhaps we need to create a totally new method of communication around the world for honesty, integrity, for trust. And then from there, we can start enjoying more and more. It's going to be finding a new way of communication it's not going to be an easy thing to do. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be obstacles. And as I saw in an interview the other day, I, I, the person who runs the coffee shop that I love going to was interviewing someone. And they were saying, I really want to work with you, but also understand that over the, when we first start, in the next, over the first few months of getting to know each other and how each other work, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be feuds as we learn to work with each other, which is the most beautiful thing I've heard because it's honest, it's upfront, it's true. There's going to be these experiences in life. We always have these experiences in life, disruptions, etc., etc. So I'm going to leave it there. This has been a, a personal experience of sharing my thoughts, my experiences, because it's an effort of me sharing publicly of what I'm going through, of what we are all going through, and not really a position of saying, hey, this is how to solve it. It was a navigation through random inspiration to just record which is what the masters have been trying to get me to do for years on end. And I'm going to leave it here as a very short message. And I thank you all for tuning in to into this segment, into this 30 minutes or so of my thoughts, my experiences, and listening to what I'm trying to see through it and see from it and learn from it because this is an opportunity of learning 
and growth and development. And that's what the insatiable lust for life is all about. It's about seeing through a different view, through a different lens, through a different perspective. And I thank you all for tuning in. And this is Stephen North, and this is The Insatiable Lust for Life. Welcome to The Insatiable Lust for Life with Stephen North.